play the game while you listen. What's going on here? But this ragtag crew of adventurers is covering the problems of the average player. Where should I begin? Discussing the homebrews, modules, and the latest content for all things D&D. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? It's Chef Bogue and the pirate captain's recipes for everything. What you're feeling is so normal and perfectly natural. With your host, the pirate captain. Everybody loves me and I don't know why. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I really am. The pirate captain is a dick. Chef Bolg. Let me take a couple steps back so I can, you know, really get this point across. It's bullshit! And Loke the Bard. Instead of making a deal with Cthulhu or, you know, the greater devil, you found an imp who was willing to give you dark vision in exchange for a gallon of blood. With a little mayhem, mischief, and a bit of bardic charisma, it's time for the show. Well, that's right. We're back at it again. Me and my bestest buddies here, Spog. Hey, that's me. I'm here. All right. Glad you're here because I was wondering if we'd gotten lost between now and the last episode. I'm wondering if people thought we were going to stay forever lost. Of course, we've got our 60 expert and ever so infamous loathing. I hate you so much. Loke the Bard. Abracadabra. Oh, you, you, you're the worst. Absolutely the worst. And... And always in our fourth chair, and looking good as always, Mr. Producer. Hey, how's it going, guys? Ah, what is happening, everybody? It is Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. I am the titular Pirate Captain himself, along with my bestest buddies here. And because it's a podcast, you know we've got to get into our podcast stuff and say our podcast things, like who this episode's sponsored by, which it's by Shattermare Comics. You know, comic books have are kind of fluctuating. Some people enjoy them, some people don't. But I'm going to tell you, if you play D&D, you're going to enjoy Shidermare Comics, all right? They are writing a story that is almost hand-for-hand hand their adventure. So it is characters doing what you expect them to do because they're players just like you. Go in. They are on the eighth book right now. They should be starting to work on the ninth book. I haven't heard from them anything exciting about that. It is a good story. So make sure you go find them. And if you buy their books and show up to anywhere they're doing a signing at, they will sign it for free for you. Don't forget, you can go find us over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of our social medias. It is Bolg and PC. Uh, just everywhere you look, we don't add Loke the Bard because he's just not flavorful. It's just, that's the way it goes. So we have him. We would uh, just be too popular and couldn't I, stand it. That is not the issue. I think we'd be, we'd have like a hashtag me too lawsuit on our hands with that. It's me cracking a beer in here. Um, but you can follow us there. If you have any questions, gripes, concerns, bitches, complaints, uh, you guys can always obviously go and listen to our Email us at bolganpc at gmail.com. Don't forget, I know we sound a little bit differently. It's just because we're going through some growing pains. I recently moved to Indiana, so we no longer use the multi-million dollar radio studio that I worked at to record the show. So it, it kind of sucks. Uh, but that's uh, probably, I think, one of the quickest intros we've had in a hot minute. What do you guys think? Oh, you're still going? Oh, you know what? I had a mute. You got Shatterman correct this time. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, you wrote it. You made me write it down a thousand times before I was allowed to say it again. Otherwise, we're gonna let Loke do the intro, and I was like, "There's no way in hell that we're doing that." I, I can do the intro. Welcome okay. to Chef Bolg and, and the Pirate Persons recipes for some things. Bolg, we've been friends for years. You know, I'm the captain. What's a captain? I know. okay. So it's the person in charge of the ship. So help me if you ask, what is the ship? Oh God! You with the pants? Yeah. See, this is why we don't let you do. Yeah, I, I ship you involved. 
you would be the guy that ships us both, wouldn't you? You're off the ship. Gosh, I don't even know why we invited you. No pirate captain don't know Yamate. You taught him Japanese, but you couldn't teach him what a captain of the boat is. Nothing? No? Nothing from the peanut gallery? Fine. Some days you guys drive me insane. Just insane? Just insane. Just insane. If I let you drive me anywhere else, I'd be in trouble. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and get into today's topics. There's a lot going on with the sixth edition. Uh, We didn't get to actually talk about everything that we wanted to talk about in the last episode, uh, which was pretty much the spellcasters. And they have done some really good stuff coming up in the in the D and D, and we're calling it Sixth Edition. They're trying to call it D and D one, like it's actually no. They they've gotten rid of the D and D one. They did. It is just five E going forward. Okay, it's still D and D Sixth Edition with no distinguishing features to tell the difference between the five E two thousand fourteen and the five E twenty twenty four. Yeah, so you we- will have to make your own distinguishing feature to say. We are using the 2024 rules, or we're using the 2014 rules. We're calling it sixth edition. I don't care. Yeah, it, yeah it, you would think stupid. they would do at least a 5.5 so that people could tell the difference, but no. Yeah, I I don't know why they wouldn't. I it, it's dumb. I like, c- come on, guys. Why don't you talk to the experts about naming things? I mean, look at the awesome name for this podcast. And you know, Chef Bulg and the Pirate Captains recipes for everything with Mr. Producer. Yeah, see, it's perfect. It rolls right off the tongue. Um, Feature. I, yeah, featuring. Like, uh, nobody's featuring anything. You, you're, you're featuring in the corner where you belong. But um, I, I think, I think with the like trying to call it D and D one was a dumb idea to begin with. But I think a lot of the features that they're bringing up into this new one are actually really good. Right before this episode, we were actually talking about the epic bones. And I remember you talking about them in a previous episode. We talked about how they were kind of like just lackluster. And then I yeah. looked into them and now, and like you're saying that these things have gotten like omni, omnipotent, like where they are actually really good. Yeah. The, the most recent draft ones I like um, now, Epic Boons have always been part of D and D. It was just one of those things that was hidden Jeremy Crawford even points it out in the in the video on their most recent discussions of you know these new releases. Um, they've always been part of the the DM manual as an option a DM could use to either reward their players with or for you know post twentieth level play. But it's one of those options that because it was hidden in the DM manual, no better ever used or uh, took advantage of. And now you know they've they kind of change the way things are where that's the automatic part of reaching 20th level is getting that epic boon yeah i the first the first couple drafts like especially the, the very first play test that had them in it they were like barely better than the, the first level feats <laughs> if better I, at all some of them were the exact same like they had one in there that was the exact same as a uh, tough i i i think that that they've actually definitely, like, I remember you talking about that uh, in a previous episode. I remember you saying that. And I think that they've really done something really cool with these. And I, I'd like to see more unique ones and class specific things like ones for this one is just for the warlock only. Cause a lot of these, uh, a lot of the 20th levels will say you can choose one of your choice, uh, which I, I, I do and don't like. Um, like, uh, so you gain the following benefits, ability score, increase, choose your strength. 
uh, or constitution score, the score is increased by two and its maximum is now 30. Um, epic boon feat, you gain the epic boon of irresistible offense or another epic boon feat of your choice. So I like that it gives you a choice to kind of help you with your play style, but there should be ones that are specific to your class. Like your class has something that makes it stand out. Otherwise, you're going to get into that issue that the reason I hate bards the most is because they're the the be all do all that they don't get the chance to actually uh nobody else gets to do what the bard does versus everybody the bard gets to do a little bit of what everybody else does yeah and it's looking like right now epic boons are going to be that kind of that pool that anybody can dip into like they will have some that are themed where you can tell they are meant for a certain class but it's one of those things where anybody can go ahead and grab that right because the one I like the most right now, which I think is super cool, is the Epic Boon of Dimensional Travel. And it says uh, your prerequisite has to be 20th level expert or mage group. All right. Now, I think, well, let's, See, that, let's just. That, that'd be Rangers, Rogues. Uh, oh, who's the third expert? Rangers, Rogues. Oh, Bards. <laughs> Rangers, oh. Rogues, Bards. Oh, you uh, gotta be sorcerers, Wizards and warlocks so those six classes would all be able to take your favorite new yeah yeah great great Uh, let's just give bars everything it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to give those things uh dimensional travel unless it's like a subclass like if you have the arcane trickster version of a rogue that would make sense so here i go again oh my god i just I think I'm gonna have to take something for this because this is this is annoying. I I, I want to see something that makes it cool. What, what makes this ability cool is it's you get blink steps. Uh, immediately after you take the attack action or the magic action, you can teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Uh, I and we're gonna talk about actions here in a bit because they some of these actions are actually I, I know you don't like them, but well, I think they're actually really cool. But I'm there's, also there's something else though that comes even before that in the description. That I don't know if you noticed. All right, so I was going to get to that here in a second. Um, okay. You're talking about the uh, ability score uh, yeah. increase. So does that com- my my question is is that compounding on on top of the other uh, the well, other ability and score increase that comes in because it says you get to take both of those uh, if I'm reading that right. You get you it, you you get an increase in one of these four ability scores. However, to a maximum of thirty. Not a maximum of twenty, which almost every other one has. Right. So, but so, t- so, so if you well, take, oh, if you go to level thirty, and you take an epic boon at each level, past twenty, you then can increase your stats to thirty. Yeah, but I mean, at twenty, at anything beyond twentieth level, we've talked about that. Is like you're you're starting to get kind of like I wouldn't say god tier, but you're definitely starting to kind of like put some put some uh, uh, there's a difference between you and just the average joe schmo walking across the street so yeah and and in published material uh, there's not a lot of support beyond for adventures beyond 20s a lot of work for the dm because you pretty much got to make up everything because it's not there for you so what i would actually like to see is like maybe take away uh like uh, modify the table a little bit and this is leveling and just in general because I'm looking at some of the 17 and 18 level stuff, uh, even for like Barbarian. And uh, this is where our resident Barbarian would would chime in with something. Uh, rage Reassurgence uh, at 17th level. Whenever you roll initiative, you regain one suspended use of Rage. Really cool ability. I'm going to give you that one. But 18th level, the Primal Champion, you embody uh, Primal Power. Strength and Constitution scores increased by two, and their maximum now is 22. All right, kind of 
lackluster for a level 18 ability. So why couldn't you honestly, at starting at level 18, start handing out the epic boon feat versus kind of like taking those last three levels? To kind of give you something to like kind of reach out there because some of the epic boons really are cool and are, are sorry, are going to uh, adjust how the game is played. Well, that that's because they dropped Indomitable Might from 18th to 9th. And that's a giant drop. I mean, that means at 9th level, you cannot have an ability check of strength less than your strength score. I well, which, which a bar- barbarian being a melee fighter, if you've got less than an eighteen by ninth level, that that's odd. That's that, that's an odd. Well, maybe I'm using my barbarian, my barbarian smarts. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to be a, an intelligent barbarian. Oh, you brute! Um, I think it's pretty cool that they moved Indomitable Might around. Um, because like, yeah. go for it, Bob. I was going to say that they do moved Indominal Might and then they uh, moved Brutal Critical up to 11th, which now instead of adding more dice, adds your uh, Barbarian level to critical damage, which in in averages works out better, but it's certainly less fun than rolling a bunch of dice. But I'm taking it or leave it with that. And we we also, with our criticals, we use a multiplier rather than a... uh, a the by the book method of adding a single damage die extra right. so for for us the, it, it's it's less than a possible crit could be but by the book that is actually going to be a much bigger because yeah you know, like on well like your d12 uh great axe or whatever or is it 2d6 i'm blanking off the top either way your great axe damage you know a crit by the book is only going to be one extra up, up to one to tw- one 12 sided die more damage. Whereas this now you're adding a minimum of nine and then it's going up from there. Well, I guess I think like Volg was saying is that you're actually going to get multiple crit uh, you, over the long run. You're, you're going to average out better crits, uh, but depending upon how the player enjoys playing that, you know, it's going to be nice to actually have, uh have like a bunch of dice like when you roll a bunch of dice and you get that super high number that feels amazing versus uh, the other way the other average yeah but what i really really like the cha- uh, the change the change that i really enjoy here is the primal knowledge the barbarian gets something out of combat granted yeah. they have to be raging for it to really have the effect you want but you pick up an additional skill and then you can use strength in place of other ability scores for acrobatics, intimidation, one of the ones we've been talking about. Why can't yeah. you use strength? Perception, stealth. <laughs> yes, because because the loud yelling or orc in the middle of the room is going to be quiet and stealthy. That, that's yeah. like See, ripping a, a fence post out and putting it to where it's going to give you, you know, someplace to hide. I like giving the barbarian some out of combat features. So I like the idea behind it. I don't. I think just don't stealth. like this. I don't like this execution of it. I don't like the stealth being part of it. I don't like uh, perception. Like when you're in a blind rage, you suddenly are able to perceive traps better. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that either. I. I I think that you should have. I think like, it's kind of like giving into your instinct and your animal senses, kind of be uh, being able to yeah. go. I hear something that doesn't sound right in this hallway. 
It makes sense. I, yeah. I, 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 it does make sense. I just, I think the stealth I, is the one that I have. I think stealth, they're just, I, stealth I think they're is just stretching it. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, if they want to like give you in, intimidate now, they could always give the, uh, what's that old uh, meme with the, you don't see me. <laughs> Yeah, stealth orc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but, just, it's it's like that Scooby Doo thing where they open the door and they see the enemy there and he closes yeah. the door real quick and he's like, uh, what, "What's on the other side of the door? Nothing. I didn't see anything." And he opens up the door and he's still standing there like breathing menacingly and he slams the door. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely nothing behind the door. That it, it, they actually did it in Batman in the the animated series where Batman was in a room doing an investigation. A goon walks in and his friends go like, is there anything in there? And the guy goes, Nope. <laughs> the door. Oh, but, I don't uh, go for it, Bob. Yeah. No, I was going to say um, another thing is that fifth level, you now have a, an extra attack, which is awesome, but also danger sense has jumped up to seventh level, but now it's called feral instinct and you don't have those limitations. You just, get advantage on deck saves and initiative rolls. That's pretty Just, useful though, as boom. a, as a yeah. tank. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a fair, they've, they've made it more powerful. So they made it. So it's a higher level skill, but it, it's a fair upgrade. It's a good, that, I like that change. Yeah. So, and the relentless rage paired with an, a half orc or an orc makes it pretty, uh, pretty broken in, in terms of a tank standpoint, but I can see it, where it, except in the new ones, the half orc, is gone and there's only the full orc who doesn't have that same yeah that's... doesn't he i believe he does i believe that's... he has the the when you go to zero you come back with one i think yeah i think the half orc uh mr producer can you get on that one for us you have to go uh, back to play test one or two to find that but there so... there is something else and this will lead into a bigger thing that that uh, we may not have time to discuss today is is that they have uh, a mastery list now of weapons um and barbarians get access to two and then four i don't see needing more than two i mean even uh bolg when i was playing bolg uh i used a great hammer and a great a great axe that was it i didn't or not a great axe great sword i didn't need any more weapons but it's kind of cool that you can have that which the mastery is a whole thing that's that's really kind of awesome yeah i think i think we'll probably need to do a whole show on just the masteries yeah because that's Um, that looks that list i'm reading is amazing so it's like feats without being feats and i like that yeah there's strategic implications for what they can do and you know the fighter gets certain advantage like this above and beyond because they are the the fighter yeah. they get yeah. special abilities when it comes those, to masteries as well and those mixed with the battle master oof you yeah. become a force up front. Assu- assuming the battle master still exists i kind of like uh i kind i and we were talking about this too bulg is like i think that they're also re uh reaching into making it where you can be a dual wielding barbarian mm-hmm. to kind of take them out of like being just a straight uh melee class or tank class that they can actually be damage dealers on the side well, yeah, one of the things they've broken in this playtest is actually the dual wield, because they've left out the requirement that the weapons have to be in separate hands, and they've added draw features where you can you can stow and draw for free basically as part of the attack action. So you can actually, if you have the right light weapon property and or flex, not flex, uh, the right weapon mastery, you can multi attack offhand with your primary hand <laughs> yeah 
Um, and then they're and carry a shield at the same time. Yeah. And then their updates to the Berserker Barbarian uh, are actually kind of interesting. Being able to, instead of doing the extra Turbo Rage attack uh, that adds exhaustion, they do the, you add D6s equal to your Rage Damage bonus, which, you know, going from a plus, uh, adding plus 2D6 and then plus 4D6, and then, you know, as it goes up, that's incredibly strong. Like... The, they are moving towards the barbarian being a utilitarian tank or or damage dealer rather than just a straight tank. Yeah, the, a lot of a lot of this. The good parts about the new edition stuff is they are trying to one, not have people step on other people's toes quite as much, but they are also trying to balance out the classes more to where, you know you don't get pigeonholed so much where your choices have meaning um and you you know just because you're a barbarian doesn't mean you can't be the face of the party or you know yeah they're they're trying they're trying to head some some classes they've done better than others but i mean uh, and some barbarians are the face of the party anyway so yeah, all so. in all i i enjoy the changes to the barbarian i think very well warranted i think some of the things that are coming in they're going to give it i think it's going to get the ability to be both a tank and a dps class and i say this in the the holy trinity of this and not just like oh as long as it's not a healer i'm gonna be fine with that uh but let's go ahead and move on to the next uh, next class in this uh, update that i think is actually i like some of the things that they're doing i just i'm i'm very upset that they haven't been listening to us when i said hey the sorcerer does not need to be a charisma-based class because nobody can explain to me what you know being able to talk, being able to talk well, or being good-looking has to do with their innate ability to cast spells. And so help me if I get a freaking comment from the peanut gallery down there, loke the bard, I'm going to be mad. Oh no, no, charisma casting is all bard. That's not. It shouldn't be sorcerer. Yeah, I still think it. Like I think the way that we changed it, where we were like making it a con-based caster, would be a lot cooler. Get away from the spell slots, kind of like have it eat away at you uh, to cast like the higher level spells. Because they, like right in the early levels of it, you actually get a giant buff to your uh, your health in one of the features. Um, I want to say if Sorcerer's Vitality, I think it's at fifth level. Like uh, whenever you take this, uh, whenever you take this feat. No, that's not it. There's another one I saw that it may be in the Draconic Lineage it's, then. Sorcerer's Vitality is a, it's a spell that they get automatically well there's so one that it, there was one that i was looking at uh, an ability i have but to it, find it, it real it, quick it does give them some healing and some well there's there's one that i was kind of like looking at uh and i think it may actually been in the uh subclass for the draconic spell class uh draconic resilience yeah draconic resilience you're gonna find that the, the draconic sorcerer could almost be a tank and i like some of the changes that they made the, to the ability they're making it very evoker like from world of warcraft but uh draconic resilience the magic in your body manifests physical traits of your draconic gift your hit point maximum increases by three and increases by one again whenever you gain another sorcerer level so once you take it at third level you get four uh three points and then at four you get uh four points and at five you get five points uh six and so on and so forth so you're ever you're you're forever actually getting uh a lot of health back so I don't get why we don't actually have it to where they are more like con-based casters that they can actually 
um, so that way you can actually use your health and cast your spells. And it's kind of like that give and take play. Like, well, I got to be careful. Yeah, I can cast a lot more spells, but it could also kill me. Uh, and I think it actually makes for exciting gameplay. Yeah, we, yeah. If we were redesigning it, that's I would go that direction myself. Um, unfortunately, Wizards is not going that way, <laughs> I, I, which I don't get. Like, I think it would yeah. honestly make the it would make this class so unique. And I and there's ways ways around it. Like, you know, trying to find like a health scaling for each level of spell. You know, maybe one is like you know. Uh, you know, five health points or something, uh, yeah. five, five HP or something like that. Like, uh, maybe three, because you don't want it to like outright kill you on the first level, but making them more like durable and, and they are going to be able to be great frontline casters, uh, especially with a draconic resiliency. I, I like actually there's subclasses, probably one of my favorite ones so far that's, uh, fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, the, the only problem I have with theirs is when they tie, they're tying the, uh, the spells to the sorceress uh was it sorceress burst so like in order for you to get your draconic wings you have to cast this concentration spell yeah and so well i mean if you're going to be able to fly you could probably take yourself out of range of a lot of things which will keep you from right uh getting it so uh what he's talking but yeah, about yeah the sorcery in incarnate that's the one yeah, so what he's talking about is the 14th level uh, for the uh, new subclass, uh, Dragon Wings. Your innate magic now can manifest as spectral draconic wings, which I don't think is cool. I think if you're going to be a draconic sorcery, they should be actual draconic wings. While your sorcery incarnate spell is active, you sprout those wings, gain fly speed to equal to your speed, and can hover. In addition, at the end of each of your turns, you can flap the wings on last magical energy, dealing damage to each creature of your choice within 15 feet of yourself. The damage equals your charisma modifier should be con and is the damage type of your elemental affinity. Take away your elemental affinity. I don't think that's really yeah. something now, there. Sorcerer Incarnate is a, a new spell they've added that only sorcerers can cast. Um, it, it, it's a really weak spell that's not very good uh, uh, by itself. Got it right here. Uh, the magic within you blooms, transforming you into a glimmering being of magical energy for the duration. You regain 1d4 sorcery points until the spell ends. You also gain the following benefits. Uh, you can use up to two of your metamagic options uh, on each spell you cast, provided you pay the sorcery point cost. Uh, you have advantage on attack rolls of every spell you cast. That's a fifth level spell. Yeah, that's kind of that's very like first levely. Yeah, especially for like D four a, a right. D four. And yeah. now your your flight ability is tied to it. Fourteenth level flight ability is tied to that, which means you can fly for one minute which flight is only a third level spell. I mean, you can cast at fifth level. I, I, I just, now your 14th level ability. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get where they're, where they're getting like these weird combinations like that. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think, I think it's really cool that you're, they're trying to make it to more like where you're going to be a dragon dragon. Well, and like what happens if you're actually like a, a, a dragonborn sorcerer with a Drakthir, uh Drakthir, I'm thinking World of Warcraft dragon uh, background. Like this right here is like super like be it. And then you're going to like, well, we're just going to give you ethereal wings. Like that just, yeah, that was well, kind of dumb. The, the ethereal wings thing was, is mainly to counter the whole, you have to have holes in the back of your armor for your wings to pop out. Or <laughs> I I think you're being I think you're there, being too much of a dick on that one. 
Well, and, and I think that's what I think that's the whole reason they went with Ethereal is so I, that to stop yeah. those because you know they're you've played with those DMs. Yeah, yeah. I but, I think that you should be able to give them at least the option because I think if you're yeah. going to be a a Dragonborn sorcerer, I think that would actually be really cool to have it like actually be your wings and stuff. Right. I don't and flight at 14th level. Flight is not. I mean, like I said, I, it's a, it's a, you could cast the spell flight at third level. I don't give you the same features. Yeah, and the damage is going to be crap too because it's only like five damage. Uh, fly speed in addition to each of your turns. Uh, so you got you got to last for a minute, and then you're going to get to do what a maximum of five damage at that point, probably. Uh, for your elemental affinity, yeah, that's that should be like your charisma damage equals your charisma. It should be like charisma and your proficiency or something. It, it, that one ability just needs a little bit of rework. The sorcery incarnate needs to be taken out and the damage modifier needs to be upped. But I think it's actually a really fleshed out, like the sorcerer seems like the most fleshed out of them all, but kind of like nothing really strikes me as bad. Well, they, they've done some rebound, like with the twin spell and quicken spell stuff. They, they're basically making sure no, that even the sorcerer with their their fancy-smancy stuff is not can't casting multiple leveled spells uh you know per turn um you're not exploiting and, and stacking it and doing you know so uh, they, they've, they've patched some holes twin spell has been redesigned the two and i'm reading this from uh the playtest erotica that you guys can go get it's on the ua's players handbook playtest erotica uh, i said erotica yeah i said erotica 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 yeah i was hoping that you were gonna catch you weren't gonna catch it but then i realized who i was talking to uh, uh yeah the erotica here oh the sorcery that's a sexy sorcerer with this twins oh we got sexy twins uh it has been redesigned the 2014 version was too powerful since it basically allowed you to cast two spells on the same turn as in quicken spell and cast the extra spell with the sorcery point discount for example Third spell slot normally costs five sorcery points, but a twin spell only costs three. Targeting limitation of twin spell failed to contain uh, overpower the option was and caused confusion. The new version of twin spell keeps a sorcery point discount with quicken spell carrying the extra spell on a turn wait. This redesign was allowed us to remove the targeting limitation that twin spell had before. I, I feel like I, yeah. I know a lot of people kind of like abuse that but i guess that's i guess that's the difference between us because i don't re remember too many people really abusing that ability i don't remember too many of us playing sorcerers yeah. because sorcerers are just kind of lame in the current current version yeah they, they've up they've up the number of spells known for a sorcerer which it was one of the main limits the old sorcerer had was by the time the high level sorcerer only knew like 15 spells and so, you know, if you're if you're, you've got ninth level spells at that point, you're having to choose. Okay, what what level spells do I know? Two spells per level. <laughs> yeah, I I tell you uh, something. I am excited. I like this. Uh, they're they're making the dragon sorcerers a lot more dragony, yeah. and and not to go away from the twin spell and the changes. I just don't mm -hmm. think there's like it's a nice change, but I don't. Like if somebody's playing to abuse that system, that's probably not somebody you want at your game. Like play the game and enjoy it. Like it's yeah. fun to have some of those moments, but yeah. Um I I, I like uh Dra draconic exhalation. Once per turn, when you cast sorcerers burst, you can exhale it in a 15-foot cone rather than selecting a target within range. 
to cast a spell in this way, you must uh, choose the damage type associated with your elemental affinity feature. Uh, when you do, uh, you make a separate attack. And that's really cool that it, that it turns a, it modifies another existing spell yeah. and says, and that's something that I enjoy. Hey, you have this ability. It changes this other ability and makes it more unique to the class versus something else. Um, I, I also like the idea of them being able to like breathe a giant wall of fire or something like that. That's yeah. pretty cool. The only, the only problem with that is that the Sorcerer's Burst spell is so bad. Yeah, I, um, I was looking at it earlier. It, it's relying on the the uh, exploding dice mechanic. Right. The odds of it actually having the exploding dice and doing extra damage is so so little that it's not it's not great. Sorcerer's Burst. Uh, you, ca you cast Sorcerer's Energy at one creature or object within range. Make a range attack roll against one target. On the hit, the target takes 1d6 damage. If you roll a 6 on a d6 for the spell, you can roll another d6 and add it to the damage. Whenever you cast a spell, the maximum number of these d6s you can add to the spell damage equals your spell. Okay, so first off, here's how I would fix this. Let me just start with that. I am going to... I would take away... I would make it a four. I would make it a five or six to add a d6, and I would also say that you can infinitely stack these things, um, you know, one in six chance and stuff like that because it's a cantrip. Right. And right? it's, it's mathematically the odds of ever getting more to the point where you hit that that five d6 limit. It's almost mathematically impossible. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason Yahtzee is only played with five dice. <laughs> right. Yeah. See. And that's what, how, how often, how has, has anybody ever gotten a Yahtzee on first roll? I didn't think so. Um, and like, and, I, and when the spell's damage is increased by 1d6 when you reach certain sorcerer levels, um, yeah, you could still add the d6. So now you got to do two. And then if one, one goes on, well, then you just roll for that one. If you get them both, you get two, six, uh, five or sixes. Yeah. It, it just keeps going on. I think that's, I I think yeah. that that's fair. I like, do like I do like the dragon sorcerer ability that then takes that cantrip, which is a single target spell. It makes it a cone. And turns that's it an area of effect. I do yeah, like that. That's the one I was it's, talking about. I think yeah, that's unique. It's just, and a cool. it's just a shame that the cantrip by itself is so bad that the only people who will ever use that cantrip are the draconic sorcerers. <laughs> yeah, and even like I don't know. I was hoping that they were going to have like wild magic in here. And kind of mess around with that a little bit more. That would have been awesome to like to see what they were going to do with Wild Magic. They need to update yeah. the Wild Magic table because the Wild Magic table was very lackluster. And I think that with Wild Magic, you roll two d20s. All right, for every attack you make or anything you do with magic, you roll a d20. Doesn't matter if it's you're casting on yourself, you're casting on somebody. All right, if you're casting against like an army, uh, an enemy, and you're trying to beat their modifier, then yet you're rolling 2d20. If you're just casting a uh, fireball where they've got to make the save, you roll a d20, and that 20 corresponds with the wild magic table. Because it's yeah, wild I... magic. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> choking. We've, we've uh, yeah, yeah. Carter. Ch choking up. Choking up over the wild magic, it, it, it's it's one of those one of those things that uh, the randomness of it uh, for it to work thematically makes it very difficult for it to work long term in a party. 
wild mages are great for one shots statistically speaking if if you have a a, somebody who has a percentage chance that they're going to kill the party (laughs) spread over the length of a campaign eventually those those, that die roll whatever that die roll to kill the party is is eventually going to come up um so that i think is why they nerfed it so much in this edition i think the worst one in the entire thing is to drop a fireball centered on yourself i think that's the worst in the current version but it's so much Uh, fun you never know you know in, in old versions there were all kinds of, I mean, you could basically summon demons and T-mats and yeah. know, all kinds of crazy stuff guys, could happen with yeah. wild magic. Yeah, guys, but, guys, I'm here to help. Yeah. Please don't cast a spell. Please don't do anything. Don't worry, I got this. Opens up a portal and it just summons more of the army that was invading. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean, it's Fire Captain, good. that's you, you know, being the pillar of, you know, chaos. Yeah, because that, chaos mm-hmm. is fun. Uh, that you're just yeah. gonna let me. You're gonna let me in there. You know, you're not gonna. Yeah, add on. Uh, I mean, there's nothing else to add on. You're, yeah, you're and, and we don't know what they're chaos. We don't know what they're gonna do with the wild mage because it's not in this play test. But looking at things, we could infer that the way they are using the sorceress first and the uh, uh, what's the other one on here? The sorcery incarnate and the there's like three or four that are sorcery specific spells that are not on the arcane spell list. Only sorcerers get those spells. You can't get them with magic initiate. You can't get them. I still think uh, that that feat needs to go away. Yeah. But so only sorcerers can get these spells. And then they've got these tie-in abilities. I would not be surprised if there's their tie-in abilities that, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go more where they're doing random damage type. And maybe one of those random damage types is that it'll heal your enemies instead of hurting them. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, like, you know? I think that would be fun. And then that, that yeah. adds to like kind of like the chaotic natures of sorcerers because they're 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 not like wizards who had to learn. And we're gonna get into wizards here. That's probably gonna be our yeah. on our last topic of the episode is wizards. But, but I don't think I think that plays into what it is. Like because if you have I think one of my favorite sorcerers I ever created was like he was experimented on by the army. And or whatever whatever military that he was in, and it caused him to because because he was in on these experiments, kind of like a, a Steve Rogers type, that he could randomly just like malfunction because it was like a he was a crap a weapons X type deal, you know Steve Rogers kind of like that that whole idea. So now he wasn't perfect in any means, so he could just blow up at any time, and it adds for it, because you don't know what's going to happen with him. He's just trying to live his best life and be just like, hey, look, I'm here to help people out and do the right thing, but I might also wipe the town off the side of the earth. Yeah, and like I said, for stories that where you have that creative control, that's really a good and interesting way to do things. It's very and, and one shots where the odds of you actually blowing up and, and killing the whole party are low enough. It's a lot of fun, right? Over like say over if you're one of these groups that play every week for two to three years in a campaign, eventually you're going to blow them up at I mean, some point during that two to three years. <laughs> think about the narrative options that you can go within that. That like let's say you accidentally like you're trying to um, you're you as the DM. 
you're sitting there watching your party and they're escorting a high level escort. Let's say that they've got a princess with them. All right. And this is like one of the most important things that they have got to do right now. And they're attacked by bandits and the may and the sorcerer, like he goes to cast a spell. He's just trying to do the right thing and help the party out. And he accidentally blows up the princess, not meaning to now think about the narrative options that you can go with right there as a DM from now you get to say either the King's after you, all right, or your friends are even after you. They're turning against you because you you killed the princess. Maybe it was their princess. Maybe it was, you know, this was the payday to get them out of in trouble and stuff like that. Or maybe now you've got to turn the mission into now you've got to go revive the princess. Wild magic, I think, is underutilized in the in the storytelling aspect, especially for DMs. That is yeah. honestly your best friend. And even as a player, if you have narrative issues, like you just don't know how to create a great story, I think that the Wild Magic Sorcerer is a great start with because, like I said, you can think of Weapon X, uh, the, you know, the Super Soldier Serum. I'm not sure a whole lot on the DC Universe of like anything that's been experimented on in there, maybe Project Cadmus. Um, but you you have these ideas that these are, are people over oh, Dark Horse. You, uh, Dark Horse Comics, too, you can think about... Um, you can think uh, Hellboy, all right? So you have this this band of misfits, and you 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 were let out to go be a part of the world, and you could you could uh, single handedly just burn it down. Yeah, but you could also TPK your entire party and end your campaign, end the story completely with the TPK by wiping it, especially at a low level. Uh, you do that even with the way it is in the five E, as weak as it is. I think you, you drop that fireball on. A, your first mission or your second mission centered on yourself, your whole party's within 30 feet of you, you just wipe the whole party. They're not going to survive that fireball. So so that's where you come in as a DM and you can actually, you know, maybe nerf the damage a little bit, like kind of like kind of keep them alive. I yeah, and then like, make the bad guys that you were throwing the fireball at run away. <laughs> like, I don't like, I like maybe you actually like the damage was so great um, that the whole area, like everybody wakes up. They are beaten, battered and bruised. Nobody knew what happened. Uh, the sorcerer lay at the, at the center of a blast zone. Everybody is looking around to see the barbarian ask if everybody's all right. The pirate stands up begrudgingly looking for a glass of ale and the producer produces things. The bard tragically died of his own volition. He tried saving the party, but uh, yeah, he just died. See, there's plenty of themes right there that we get to go into and it, and it makes great storytelling. I think this is, oh, that's where it, it is. Except as a DM, normally I have a story mapped out. Okay, how many times? How how often do you does it change? And things like, like that that derail the entire story, and make you go back to the drawing board again. How often do you end up having to change things on the fly? Oh, on the I, little things are you change on the fly all the time, but uh, exactly know, when you choose to go right instead of left, it doesn't really change the plot. It just changes when you see what you see that's all i'm saying so yeah. i think like I but think when you there. blow up the whole party and kill the princess that you were supposed to save <laughs> uh all of a sudden your whole plot has to change i i see it as a win-win yeah. this is totally a win because you killed the bard in the process and everybody else is happy yeah and, and like i said we're, we're still just making predictions since they've not released the new version of the wild mage 
aren't they supposed? And you, you said that they're supposed to be doing three, uh, three subclasses for this initial, I, I believe initial it, phase. Oh, I believe the new player's handbook when it comes out next year will have four subclasses for each and every class. Which is which a- means the the wizard and the clerics will have less subclasses, but some of the subclasses will have more. Which is actually um, a big change coming in yeah. for this next class that we're getting ready to talk about. Because the wizard, I think, always had too many classes. And then towards the end of 5e, did they start, you know, making wizards more unique in what they did? Because you had like every school had its own thing. And so you wanted to be like, I, and shout out to the abjuration wizards out there. One of my favorite spells are the abjurations, being the guy that kind of like buffs in the background. Really cool, uh, really underutilized class because everybody wanted to play the uh, Evoc wizard because you could spell sculpt and so you didn't have to worry about killing your friends. Well, it's okay if you can, it's okay if you're the wizard and you kill your friends with a fireball, but if you do it as a sorcerer, now you're the bad guy. Actually, actually, before we move on to wizard, did you notice the changed careful spell? The, uh, the sorcerer, the, uh, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me pull it up. It, it used to, the old version would basically reduce the damage by half if you failed the savings throw or whatever. Um, but now it basically works like an evoc. Oh, that's pretty good. That, 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 where, that. where you're, See, so I'm wild magic, and I always cast carefully, so I don't end up blowing up my friends. That's lame. I would never do that. You should never yeah. do that. And I don't think you can apply your uh, meta magic to a surge. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I think, I think the sorcerers, like, they're gonna get their chance to shine. And I want to talk about the wizard, but I'm, I'm, I'm up against. We're up against the clock. Uh, Mr. Producer's waving me down and throwing stuff. I, how he hit me from here, from Florida to Indiana, I'm pretty impressed with, but he's pretty good at it. He's um, got a heck of an arm. Heck of an arm. Um, and that's not even the one he threw with. That's his jack arm. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spends a lot of time alone, it seems. I, I think that this version of the Sorcerer, because I'm trying to think when we talked about our favorite classes, where the Sorcerer was with me, it wasn't high up on my list, just because it's... It, very tame for what it could do. And there was only one version of the sorcerer that I liked, which was the wild magic. Uh, the storm sorcerer was kind of cool. Uh, the idea of where you got your energy, I guess was my argument to it. Cause it sometimes got to be a little bit warlocky with where you were getting your patron and stuff like that. That's what really aggravated me with the old sorcerer. But now I'm hoping that it's going to be more unique uh, in with these stories. I think the draconic storyline is going to be awesome. i tell you one thing, and this is a, something from WoW that I would like to cross over into um, into the sorcerer, into the draconic sorcerer, I, th- I think would be awesome, is the Visage thing, uh, where you get to cast a Sky Self for, as a free action, uh, or as for free and as a free action uh, to take on uh, a, an appearance that is different from your draconic self. Like you would, mo- you would, you as you age and as you level, you start taking on more features of a dragon. But um, 
in the beginning, you can kind of like change. So let's say, you know, you want to, you're looking more dragon-like, but you want to go into town. You don't want to be noticed as a sorcerer because maybe they're, they're bad or something like that. So now you take disguise self and now you look like a gnome or something. Like, I think that would be a really cool change to add in here. Or, yeah. you know, your buddy is arrested, your party rogue is arrested and Thresh is like, ah, fine. Changes into the face of a criminal that's on wanted posters and gets taken to jail and then busts them both out. Yeah, see, I, I think sorcerers, it would be a really cool thing. Of course, we would never, we would probably leave, uh, we would probably come and save me, but if it was Loke the Bard, we'd definitely leave him in there. Uh, He'd charm nature. his way out anyway. Uh, damn it. That's, we've tried locking him up. How many times have we turned him in for the bounty? Uh, Free. Yeah, that seems about Gene. right. I'm getting a little light on the coins myself. We might need to turn him in again. I don't know where he keeps getting a bounty from, but it works. So I'm not going to uh, argue. Nobleman. I, I, was, I, I, was married, I was married to a princess over a whole kingdom last campaign I was in. So I uh, I just, some days I don't sugar, even really know what to do Sugar mama bail me out. Yeah. Some days I don't really know what to do with you. I, I, I am expecting to see more play out of the sorcerer moving forward than we have in previous editions. And like I said, I really wish I, I had the list of of those, of what we said was our favorite, um, what, our, what we said our favorite classes were, because I'm pretty sure mine was the Sorcerer. Sorcerer was pretty low. Like when it came to tanks, yeah. I can honestly tell you it was the Paladin. I didn't care for the Paladin versus uh, caring for the other classes like uh the fighter being the best tank ever I don't, I don't think no the argument. sorcerer was at the top of any of our lists yeah no. it just it just doesn't seem like something we would have said because yeah. and, and it's one of those things where it, it's a good idea the idea of having the the sorceress bloodline that you know you just naturally know the magic that it just flows through you whether it's from a dragon whether it's wild magic whether it's, you're a storm giant's on whatever the yeah whatever the case may be um that you've got this this thing in you that just lets you do certain certain types of magic really well um i just don't think the fifth edition execution of it ever quite worked no nah. i don't think so either i don't like and this will probably be the final thing that we get onto about the sorcerers i wanted to get into wizards but we're just up against the clock so we'll probably save that for a, uh the later episode because there is some game breaking stuff about that uh from what loke's been telling me i've looked into it and yeah it's going to be pretty busted if it if it goes live as it is but back onto the sorcerers would be final topic for it and then we're going to go ahead and say our outs and say our goodbyes um i don't like the fact that this that sorcerers are prepared spells and i know we talked about that in the last episode that it seems that every class is going to the prepared spell system i think if you're going to limit the spells of what a caster can cast which the wizard should have like uh the fact that a wizard has like i think what's the maximum number of spells that they can have 22 okay the wizard should have like infinite uh, infinite spells it should have like you should be able to have like 30 different prepared spells you're a wizard you have to learn your stuff hard so you probably got it written down in a book everywhere but if you're going to limit the spells that a sorcerer can cast which is 22 which is the same as the wizard um then yeah it should be prepared these are these should be things that you know this is innate magic your magic should tie into the abilities that you well that you're getting your sorcerer from 
it's innate magic, yeah, but it's not innate spells. You've still got to know how to manifest that magic in a way that will be useful. So you have to know the spells and which spells that you, you know, say for the, uh, for the, uh, I think it's by your level now for sorcerer, which kind of sucks is, um, you know, what you're going to have ready at any given time. Not necessarily that you don't know the other ones, but they're the ones you concentrate on being able to cast, uh, with your magic innate magic power. I just think it's kind of crazy because they, Okay, prepared spells 22, yeah. 22. Yeah. So yeah, they've got see. they've got prepared, not a they don't have a limit on known. They can know it what all the spells. I think but I think that needs to be like a something that goes that kind of makes the classes different. Um clerics and wizards should have should be able to know almost infinite. Um but sorcerers and warlocks should kind of be more of like they know a finite amount, um, but they get to cast theirs more frequently or not even more frequently. They don't have to worry about them having them prepared uh, because it kind of ties into what their patron is or what, where they're getting their ability from. Like if you're a, let's say you're a fire, you're a draconic sorcerer, but uh, who's a fire sorcerer, you shouldn't really be casting water spells just as an example. I'm not saying this is the end all be all. It's just to use it as a simple, like layman's terms uh, or even with the warlock. If you have a uh, pact of the fiend, uh, you're probably not going to carry, carry, well, maybe with Fiend, you probably would know underwater. Uh, maybe if you're packed to the genie, we'll use this one right now. You're probably not going to know the underwater breathing spell. Like it just, to kind of like theme into it. And I'm just trying to guess, make classes unique and give them that like thematic essence about them. I, I yeah, mean, they- I, I do agree with like bards having to prepare spells now. I mean, yes. Oh my a, God. As a musician myself, I remember the music I played in high school, but probably not rote memory. I'd have to look at the sheet music again. Then it'd come back. So it makes sense that you'd be able to change those prepared spells in and out because it's prepared music in and out. Let's just put bards to the ground. But like uh, wizards, they should prepare more than anybody else. Absolutely. They should because that's their entire shtick studying and having rote memorization knowledge as part of their self. Yeah. So I believe they should have more prepared spells, but I mean, everybody having to prepare, it's not that big a deal. Um, it just limits more options on the battlefield and make you be smarter about your uh, uh, resource management. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think when you already have a limited spell, a spell pool of like what you can cast and granted they, they get the same as wizards right now, but I don't know what really I get. I guess the their class features are what's really making them more unique. But if the warlock it's is going to get their meta magic is what makes them different. That, yeah. that, that is their signature. And there there's the the sorceress burst, the sorceress recovery, and the sorceress incarnate spells that are sorcerer only spells. Yeah, that they are now taught like you, and that's the whole thing where the sorcery incarnate. I think they're they're trying to go uh, super saiyan. I think is if you read the description and, and you picture it in your mind, they're wanting you, you know, where you're going to that, that. Yeah. No, I, you're I, a dragon I, sorcerer. You burst out the wings, you fly, you're now hitting harder, faster, better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I could see that. I get the idea. I just, I don't like, again, it's, it's same problem. The sorcerer's always had it's execution. I, I like the way 
that it's done. Like right now, honestly, of all the classes that they've come out with and the erotica <laughs> that, that we've read about them, ooh, man, it's getting a little hot up under the collar over here. Uh, the errata on the Sorcerer is probably my favorite. It seems like it's the most fleshed out, well done. It's fixed a lot of the uh, issues. And we haven't even brought up that at 18th level, you get to cast Wish once, uh, once I was per uh, long that. rest for free. I was yeah. trying to avoid that. I that's, think that's, that's, that's the broken part of the Sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess every class every, needs a broken part. Well, yeah, we didn't cover it because everybody and their mother has covered it on the internet already. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 I don't, I don't think get that'll wish. make it to the. Yeah, I don't get wish. Wish just does doesn't make sense as a sorcerer. Well, I mean, well, it's just wish, using wish your by itself magic. wouldn't. Well, it's not just that it's wish though; it's wish without the penalties that wish normally entails. Mm -hmm. I, I, it, it, it's I, basically to, drawing on like your genie-ness of your uh, natural magic to cast whatever you want. I'm whatever gonna, you want. I'm going to pull a Loke the Bard on that one and say that whenever you cast it that way, you don't always get what you wish for. Yeah. Was yeah. Jesus an 18th level sorcerer? I believe so. <laughs> just, just heals the blind with a free use of wish? Man. I mean, he did live to be 30 years old, so he actually got a couple of epic boons in there as well. <laughs> Wonder what his stats were. Oh, uh, we're going to get canceled again. Yeah, we're going to get canceled again. That being said, I guess that's a good uh, good time to go ahead and head out so we can get we can go ahead and pack our bags. And this has been Chef Bog and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. Don't forget to go hang out with our friend. Go check out our friends Shatter Mare Comics. All right, they're on episode eight, or issue eight of episode eight. I'm thinking of us. They're on issue eight. Make sure you guys go buy them. They're an awesome read. It's you playing D&D, &D, reading about you playing D&D &D is the best way to explain it. And you're going to see characters doing things. You're like, oh, I would have done the same thing because it's based on their real life game. Great story. Good friends of ours. We appreciate them uh, being on the show. Make sure you guys go follow us on Facebook. Uh, it's at Bogan PC everywhere you look at Bogan PC. And that's even how you email us with your gripes, vicious complaints. Tell us how much you want us to fire look the bard. It's bolgandpc at gmail.com. With that being said, good, say goodbye, Bolg. Goodbye, Bolg. Say goodbye, Luke. See ya. And say goodbye, Mr. Producer. Catch you later. All righty, guys. Bye. You've been listening to Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything, featuring Loke the Bard. Like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. Questions, comments, and mutiny requests can be sent to bolgandpc at gmail.com. And as always, happy adventures.